important the important part is knowing when to say okay I need to go back to my work now or I need to refocus now and get back on track because I think it can be really easy to get distracted by the things around you at home and so you need to have uh, the power and I guess the control to know when it's time to get back to work. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke. In this episode, we are going to be talking about working from home. We have previously done an episode on working remotely. That's episode 63. If you would like advice on working remotely, then we recommend listening to that episode. Because in this episode, we're specifically going to talk about working from home. So Charlie and I both work from home. We have home environments that we've sort of set up, I suppose, to encourage us to work as efficiently as possible. And so we'll be sharing a little bit of our tips and insights and how we sort of separate work from home life within the same environment. It can get a little bit confusing. But we've also got some really good questions today that we're going to bring in throughout the episode. So stay tuned. But before we get into This week's topic, Charlie, I know you had VidCon last week and I'm dying to hear all about how it went because I know that you were on a couple of panels and you did a workshop. So please let us all know, how did it go? It went pretty well. I'm I'm quite pleased. I was feeling a bit weird about the whole thing when I first got there. Like, I don't know, there's always a case for me of this imposter syndrome, right? Like with most things that we do. But VidCon especially, because I've got this, you know, fancy featured creator yellow pass and I'm backstage with all these super famous YouTubers and just feeling 100% like I'm not meant to be there Mm -hmm. for most of the time. Um, But so all of my, I had a workshop and two panels, like you said, and they were all on the Sunday. So on the Sunday, I actually started the day with my workshop was terrified because that was one where it was me standing out the front of a room presenting and you know getting people to answer questions and participate and it went really well like I could have done better I always think I could have done better but the audience participated and it seemed to people got a lot out of it I felt like I could see this moment for people when things they were saying was clicking which was just really awesome to see um it was a presentation about branding branding a YouTube channel and I was talking about how visuals can give off like a certain impression and I was getting them to look at these examples of you know channels and shout out adjectives of what came to mind when they looked at these these branded visuals etc and I think it really got people to think more about the meaning behind things rather than just things looking nice you know and so that was awesome yeah I'm really pleased with how that went and I'm going to be doing that workshop again at VidCon US in June I think oh that's so cool that you get to do it twice yeah, so I can like make improvements or whatever as well, which will be cool. Um, and yeah, after that workshop, which was first thing in the morning, I just felt so much more like I deserve to be there in a way. Like, okay, I'm actually doing stuff. You know, people are listening to me and getting value from me. So it's okay that I'm here and I should, shouldn't feel so out of place. And so for the rest of the time, it was really great. Had an awesome panel, especially about doing YouTube part-time, where all of the panelists have other jobs as well as YouTube, just like I do. And all of us talked about the fact that we're not looking to make YouTube our full-time job, which is rare when you like are growing as a YouTuber, um, you know, growing an audience. Most people seem to aim for that to be the full-time thing. But there was one girl who uh, is works in musical theater. She's an actress. 
there's one girl who works in social media and marketing and obviously me I'm a designer and yeah it was it was a great discussion about how you can manage the two things and I kind of wish I'd said to everyone that they should just listen to our podcast because a lot of the things we talked about about balancing life and like organization we talk about on here too so it was fun um, and it made me want to us to do like a real life version of a podcast one day oh that would be fun maybe someday in the future <laughs> but yeah great weekend Lots going on. Very exhausted now. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And it's really cool. I saw a couple of tweets coming up about people just totally praising your efforts and your workshop. So it's really, really cool to hear that it went so well. I'm sure that feels very rewarding for you. And now you can relax a little bit and catch up because I assume you're probably behind on a few things now. But yeah, well, well yes. done for you. <laughs> Thanks, Fem. <laughs> And it was nice to see you last week as well. Yes, that was really, really fun. Yeah, we spent a few days cafe working together and it was really nice. Yeah, and we had this amazing dinner too, which was very, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Had dinner in the Rijksmuseum. Oh, just amazing. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> how, how was your week? How's your side projects going, etc.? Good. I'm playing a little bit of catch up this week. You know, I have ups and down weeks. Some weeks I'm really productive and I've got everything ready in advance and I feel like organization queen and other weeks I don't. And this is one of those weeks where I'm a little bit behind. But you generously gifted me a bullet journal when I saw you last week. I did. And so it's like top of my to-do list to set that all up. And I, I'm undecided whether I want to wait for May for a new month to set it all up or whether I should just dive in and start now in the middle of April but it's on my list to get that going because I feel like I need it and I'm ready for it and I am looking forward to being able to better structure my days and my weeks and my months I suppose and also just have that accountability I think and stay accountable to it. I'm excited for you to start this and also excited for you to stick with it so that we can make an episode about bullet journaling in oh, the future. Oh, yes. 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 So I really need to get started on that. Yeah. I don't think you should wait. I think you should just dive in now. Okay. That's good advice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I started halfway through January, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, cool. But yeah, my week has been pretty good. I guess we have Easter coming up. I don't really have any plans except to just take a breath and chill out a little bit. So that should be nice. I might catch up on a few projects. I'm sort of at a phase at the moment where I feel like I might be ready for the next thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what that is yet, but I kind of feel like I'm ready to take something new on or, or to add something to my plate, whether that's creating a little course or getting into video stuff. I'm not exactly sure, but I kind of feel like, you know, when you just feel like you're ready for something new, Definitely. like you've been thinking about it for a while, I'm kind of starting to enter that phase where I'm keeping my eye open for new opportunities of things that I can bring on. So I don't know. Stay tuned, I guess. I don't know what it is yet, but as soon as I know, I'm sure you will know. That's exciting. I'm excited to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, because I know that you have been encouraging me to do video for a really long time. So Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, maybe that'll be it. Who knows? Let's move into today's topic, working from home. Um, ironically, right now we're both recording from home, right, Fem? Yes, we are. I'm recording from my closet, as always. No, and I'm recording from my desk, as always. <laughs> um, 
I want to start with our first question comes from Zach because I feel like it's going to set up the tone of like, you know, how we work from home, etc. He says, how is your time split between working in your home and working in a coffee shop, co-working space or an actual office, etc.? What's that like for you? Because I know you have a co-working space. Yeah, so I recently joined a co-working space about three months ago, I suppose now. So a typical day for me is I work from home in the mornings up until about nine and then I'll go into the co-working space and work from there for the good part of the day. And then I'll come back home and do dinner and stuff and then finish off some work things at home. I used to work completely from home all of the time. And so I'd just be home all the time. Uh, but I was feeling a little lonely and kind of lacking that sort of social interaction. And so that's why I joined a co-working space. But even with a co-working space now, I... I'm not there all the time. So like yesterday, actually, at about four o'clock, I felt like I needed a change of environment. And so I went to a cafe for an hour or so by myself just to get some things done before the day kind of wrapped up. And so I guess it's really split and kind of depends on my mood. But what is definitely consistent is that in the morning for the first few hours, I'm always working from home and then I'll go to either a cafe or my co-working space at around nine-ish to sort of kick off the actual work day. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't have a co-working space, so home is my main workspace. And I would say I spend maybe like 80 to 90% of my time working there. But yeah. I really want to change that. And I really liked last week working from cafes with you a lot and, you know, moving around different cafes. It, it was The change of scenery was really good. And so I want to make sure I do that more. Yesterday I spent most of my day in central London, working from a few different spots and it was really nice so I need to make sure that I get out and do that um it, it's difficult different for me here than from you because you've got all these wonderful cafes like within easy <laughs> walking distance yeah I've only got a couple near me that I could go and work in so yeah when I work from cafes I tend to head into the city which means a commute which is sometimes actually quite nice like when you're not being forced to do it <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, uh, I work mostly from home, but sometimes from cafes is my answer to that question. It's so easy to stay at home and not leave your house. Yeah, it really is. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've talked about this before on the show. Like, I have spent three, four days without leaving my house. What did you do for food? Well, I have a boyfriend. He brings it to me. There we go. <laughs> that sounded terrible. <laughs> but it's the truth. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's just super easy to not have to go outside and especially in winter, right? Oh my gosh, especially in winter. The last thing I want to do is wrap up in layers and go into the cold. And at the time you're like, oh, who cares? It doesn't matter. I can stay inside. What's wrong with that? But it does do something, I think, to your sanity after a while. And so over winter, I tried to give my, this is before my co-working space, I tried to give myself reasons to go outside. So I would do a walk around the block or I would go to yoga, which would force me to go outside and go to yoga, things like that. I think if you find yourself constantly at home with no real excuse to have to leave, I think over time that can be quite unhealthy. So I would encourage you to just take a walk around the block or go to a cafe. A change of environment, I think, does wonders. So even if you're 
in a moment where maybe you're struggling to concentrate or struggling to focus on your work. For me personally, I find a change in environment really helpful for that. And so like yesterday at four o'clock, I was feeling a little bit restless in my co-working space. And so I decided to go to a cafe instead and my focus just sort of came back like that. And so changing your environment, I think, can be a nice way to A, go outside, stay integrated with uh, your community and uh, also just keep that motivation going and stay focused. Yeah, that's what I really found last week was this, you know, sense of focus every time we sat down at a new place. It was kind of like, okay, time for a new task almost. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a nice way to break up your day. Yeah. You mentioned that you got a co-working space because you were feeling a bit lonely working from home. Um, And we've got a few comments about this. Nairi said she wondered if we ever feel lonely working remotely and how we tackle this. And Scott also said a common thread for me with working from home is isolation. But there are some good ways to combat that. Benefits abound. So I, as an introvert, can cope fine with not seeing people (laughs) for days on end. Yeah. But I know it's not good for me as well. And so, like, I'm very happy with my own company and, like, you know, just seeing Mark or whatever. But every time I do see friends or even just head out to a cafe and, you know, surrounded by other people, I do always feel better. But I have to, like, I'm never going to crave that. Do you know mm, what I mean? Yeah. Or maybe I would if it, if it was like a week without doing that. But You have to make a conscious so effort to... Yes, exactly. And I want to try and catch it before that feeling of, you know, restlessness or loneliness or whatever sinks in. So, yeah, I want to make a conscious effort to go out to cafes more because of that. But um, that's interesting that for you, you did feel that loneliness and so you got a co-working space to combat it. Yeah, I underestimated how or forgot maybe how nice it was to have lunch with someone else because <laughs> yeah. uh, I've been having lunch at home by myself for you know a year a year and a half or with Mika my cat I suppose <laughs> I shouldn't be rude and forget him yeah don't forget me. <laughs> but it's so nice to be in a co-working space and like just sit around the lunch table with people I kind of forgot what that was like and I should mention that my co-working space is very very small there's only five of us in there so it's not some huge we work or anything it's just a very very small cozy studio which I like because it means that I get to interact with the same people and we kind of get to know each other and stuff so that's really nice and friendly Uh, I also a lot of my friends that I have here are freelancers and so they also work from home and so there's kind of benefits that come with that too so sometimes one of us will be like hey, I'm going to be at this cafe at three o'clock this afternoon if anyone wants to join and co-work with me. That's really nice to kind of have this small network here of people that are in, I guess, the same situation. And we also have a Slack, actually, with all of us. So that's also really nice because my team, Atomic, is actually all the way in New Zealand. So they're asleep when I'm working, which means Slack is pretty dead for me when I'm working. But having this other Slack where I have friends from various social circles that also work from home uh, is nice for me to have someone to interact with and just chat and banter with throughout the day when I need it is really nice. Yeah, that does sound nice. I yesterday actually met up with another London-based freelancer. We were like, he's also got a YouTube channel and we had tweeted a bit and he noticed me working in Timbyard, which is a cafe I like to work at here in London. And so we worked together alongside each other nice. for, for a bit and then both moved to different locations together as well. And it was nice to have like a co-working buddy 
you know, for things like when you need to go to the bathroom, you can just leave your stuff yes. and trust that it won't get taken because your friend's watching after it, etc. And just like, yeah, someone to um, to chat to every now and then or like share a problem with or it was nice. Yeah. So I want to make sure I do that more. So I think like you were saying, you and your friends do and say, oh, I'm going to be at this cafe at a certain time. I think I'm going to do that with some of my uh, remote working friends as well. Yeah, you should. It, it's nice because you're kind of killing how do you say that phrase? Is it killing a bird with two, two stones? Two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, it's kind of like that because I get to... You see a friend and yeah, you work. Exactly. I get to hang out with them, but it's like productive hangout because we're both working, which is yeah. nice. And, you know, sometimes we'll each be like, okay, I'm going to put my headphones on now because you have to concentrate. And it's fine. It's just nice to have that extra company there. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about working in a cafe and I know this episode is about working from home but I kind of count working in a cafe as part of working from home you know as a way of coping I suppose with having your home and workspace be the same um I'd like to quickly know because we had a question from Willow asking wait no not Willow that's something else David <laughs> David asked um are you laptop only or do you use tablets phones etc for remote work Ooh. do you cover a whole cafe table with your devices so what do you take with you when you cafe work? Like, is it different to your home setup? Yeah, this is a good, like, gear question, I suppose. Yeah, let's get nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at home, I have a desktop monitor, uh, and I just plug my laptop into it. So I've got two screens, which is really handy. I know that some people actually enjoy working, like, full-time on laptops. I am not one of those people. <laughs> I really like having my big screen and I could spread out and have all my applications open because I am a notorious application person. Like, I never close things. It's really yeah, bad. Same. <laughs> and my computer starts dying slowly, a painful death. Uh, so I have a big screen and my laptop at home. Uh, but when I'm going to a cafe, I'm definitely only bringing my laptop. I'm not carrying my monitor around. And I I have an iPad, but I don't use it for work purposes. So really all I have is just my laptop and my screen. I don't use a Wacom tablet or anything, just my handy dandy mouse, which I recently upgraded actually from an Apple mouse to the Logitech MX Master. And I was, yeah, I was nervous about it because it looks like such a nerdy mouse, I suppose. It it almost looks like a gaming mouse, you know, and I was a little bit skeptical of it, but it has been so, so nice to use. I adjusted to it far more quickly than I thought I would. And it's just been really great for my wrist as well. I was having like really shaky hands for a while. And so that problem has gone and it's just been a super nice mouse to use. Yeah. That's good. And I think you were telling me you don't have a screen at your co-working space though, right? So no. how do you cope with that? I am the only person there that doesn't. So I have this little, what are they called? It's like a laptop stand, I suppose, that I can sort of mm-hmm. prop my laptop up so that it's at eye height because I oh, that's good. don't want to be hunched over. But the only reason I don't have a screen there is because I just haven't bought one. I right. really, really so want one. In the plan. It's, it's yeah. in the plan. I really want to have one. I just haven't gotten around to doing it yet but I, I yeah, should that makes sense. <laughs> but what about you because you are mostly at home most of the time so yeah what's your setup I've got a monitor at home as well that I bought when I started working from home because um before that whenever I do my side project work at home I would just use my laptop but again that's looking yeah. down and being hunched over and not great for you so I knew if I was doing this 
like long term, I need to invest in a screen. So I've got this nice Dell 4K monitor that I work on. When I go to a cafe, I actually take, okay, so I should say this too. I also have a 15 inch MacBook Pro that I work on as my main machine. Um, but when I go to a cafe, I generally take my little 12 inch MacBook, one oh, of the I'm really so thin, jealous. small ones. <laughs> that it's sounds so amazing. nice for cafe work because it just fits in my handbag. Yeah. Um, Recently, I've not been able to take it places because I need to set up like a development environment on it. Oh, um, yeah. And I've been coding a conference site recently, convertkit.com slash conference, anyone? Um, <laughs> but that's only set up on my 15 inch. So I've been carting that around with me lately. And yes, really feeling the weight. It sounds very impractical. Yes. <laughs> so um, generally when I go to a cafe, it's only for a few hours at a time. And so the 12-inch MacBook is great for that because I take the kind of work that would be best done on that. So, for example, refining a website design, not great on that tiny screen, but writing, uh, doing wireframes or any little like social media images or icons or something, perfect for it. So I just pick the type of work that I'm going to do in the cafe, basically. I am very jealous. I have a 13-inch, which I cart around, which isn't too bad. Like I know it's not as bad as carting around the 15-inch. But I desperately want a baby MacBook that I can take around with me for cafe life. Yeah. Just seems so practical. And I I do do a lot of writing in cafes, actually. I don't know why, but I just like to go to a cafe with a specific task in mind and I can just sit down and productively do it. And so I would love to have a little MacBook that I can just cart around with me for those situations. Um, now I do want to move on to Willow's question that I accidentally nearly read out before because um, it relates to this. Uh, we sort of talked about it already, but she said, what does your setup look like at home, like in our home workspace? So we talked about what we use, but in terms of desks, I bought a new desk when I started working from home because I decided that I might as well invest and have the best setup that I could because, you know, this is my workspace now and there's no like office manager who's going to buy it for me. So I need to sort it out myself. I bought a standing desk. Before this, I had had like a makeshift one made with various bits of Ikea furniture that I put together. Probably talked about it in a past episode. But now I have a proper standing desk that's got like a crank handle so it can go up and down. And I have a standing mat as well. It's called an anti-fatigue mat, which means that it's basically a a giant like mat of squishy foam (laughs) and it makes it really comfortable to stand up for a long period of time, especially because I've got wooden floors in our apartment. And so that's been a really good setup for me and I'm glad that I invested in it. So I just have this sort of crappy, cheap IKEA desk and I really should invest in something a little bit more stable because I spend a lot of time there. Mm. I have the privilege of having my home set up in a separate room. So That is what I am jealous of. Yeah, it is really nice. So we have an extra bedroom. I will say it's pretty small. It's sort of... Yeah, like you would just fit a bed in there. Yeah, right? it's probably like baby nursery size, like quite small. But uh, it's perfect for having my desk in there. And what I love about it is that it's a room where I can close the door. Mm. And that is so useful for me if Owen is doing something in the living room or the kitchen or whatever and I really need to focus, I can close the door and just be in my work zone. The other really nice thing about it is because all that's in there is my desk and my working environment when I enter that room I instantly go into work mode um, because that's where all my work stuff is that's where I do all my work and that for me really helps me separate work with 
home, which I know we also have a couple of questions about that as well, yeah. about how we Should separate we that. Yeah. Because, yeah, I definitely want to talk about this more too because my desk is in my living room. Right. And so that's not really ideal. But anyway, let's read out these things first. So Jonathan says that a main struggle that he faces with working from home is working on the same computer and office space for work that he uses for leisure and entertainment. So that makes sense. Um, Anika too says that turning off, turning work off at the end of the day is hard. You know, when your workspace is your home space, it's like, when does it end? And um, Nairi also said, asked us if we create a work workspace and a side project workspace distinction, or if we don't do that, do we think a mindset, mindset shift is needed in order to still be productive? Yeah. So that, yeah, this is a big topic, I think. And one of the main issues with working from home, like it's, I think it's great to work from home and like have that freedom, work from cafes or whatever, but this is definitely like the biggest con, I would say on the pros and cons list of working from home is that your living space becomes your workspace. And so it is much harder to switch off. Yeah, definitely. And these are all very valid questions and concerns and I mean, I am privileged that I have this second room. I know that not everybody has a second room in their apartment or their house that they can turn into their office environment. So I know that I'm lucky to have that. And if you do have the opportunity to do that, like if you do have a second room, then I would encourage you to turn that into your workspace. But I could definitely see how it would be really hard if you had your workspace in like a communal space in your house, like your living room or your bedroom. You know, sometimes you don't have a choice. That's just where you have to have it. And so you do have to come up with your own boundaries or rules, I suppose, as to how you can separate work and your home life. And that can really be a challenge, I think. So, I mean, you probably have better tips to share here than I do because your spa- your workspace is in your living room. So how, how do you make that separation Well, something, first of all, I think it's definitely better to have your desk in your living room rather than your bedroom because, yeah, that's like the space for relaxation and like recharging. And I just don't think, if if possible to avoid, don't have your desk in there. I know this is actually, this flat I moved into last September is the first time I've not had my desk in my bedroom because it's now just me and Mark's space. um, So we're not sharing with anyone else. And so I can have that separation, which is great because I definitely don't think I'd be coping very well right now if my workspace, like, you know, for my full-time job was also in my bedroom. But uh, that said, I, next next time we move, I'll be looking for a two-bedroom place for sure. Um, something that's helped me, though, is having my desk, like, workspace in a separate, like, in its own little contained corner, I suppose. So I have mine set up in this corner of the room yeah it's in a corner of the room first off in like this little alcove and so when I'm facing my desk I'm not seeing anything else around me I'm like just seeing the window and some walls and like a poster that I've put up on the wall I'm not seeing like my kitchen or the television etc I I do if I turn around but yeah you know when I'm facing the desk it can feel more like that work zone um I used to have my desk over in a different part of my house which if you watch my blogs you probably would have seen and there I could see like my record player and the shelves next to me etc and it's much better I think to create like eliminate distractions I suppose because I think a lot of people have the struggle too of being quite distracted at home because all of your possessions are around you right and so it's easy to see something that needs to be done something needs to be tidied oh I'm just going to put the washing on now you know and all that can be procrastinating in a way but 
it is still a distraction from your main task. Yeah, I think it's important to make your work environment an enjoyable space to work in. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know, whatever that is for you, maybe it's adding a little bit of artwork or a pot plant or, you know, whatever it could be. I think it's important to make it an enjoyable space to be in because you're going to spend a lot of time there. And so it's nice, like, you have windows, which is super nice. I also have a window, which I really like because natural light is so important. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that's really important to just make sure that your space is an enjoyable place to be in because you're going to be doing a lot of work there. How do you deal with separating side project work from work work? Is that something that do you work from different spaces in your house depending on what you're working on or how do you decide like okay now I'm going to stop doing side project and start actual work? For me that's more about the timing than the space itself you know. So between like 5.30 and 9, I'm going to say, my desk is my side project workspace. And then from 9 o'clock onwards, it becomes my like work workspace for the rest of the day. And I try and break up that transition with something in the, in the middle, whether it's going out to get a coffee. Usually I've been trying to go to the gym as well and then come home and cook up some nice eggs and tomatoes or something for breakfast as to have like a bit of separation and like, okay, side project time is over and now we're doing this and then it's work time. That's, that's what helps me. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I will stop and go and do something else like make a smoothie or make breakfast or whatever and then come back with a new focus to start work work. So yeah, yeah I think there needs to be some point of separation there, physical separation, I think to just walk away and then sort of come back with a renewed focus. Yeah. I think it's really important too to do things. I just, it's not incredibly related, but I wanted to say it anyway, that when you work from home, I don't think it's a great idea. I mean, if you can avoid it to like work from the sofa, mm. you know, cause obviously that's the most comfortable place to sit and it might be tempting. Or working from bed. Yeah. Or that. Have or you do, done that? Do that. <laughs> Um, I have when I was sick and I was trying to like do a little bit. Okay, we'll let you off on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Hospital pass. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, working from the bed or from the sofa or whatever, I just don't think is great for your mindset. That mindset shift that Nairu was talking about. It's just, that's, that's your, like your relaxing space. And yes, it might be comfortable. Maybe you feel like you're being productive there, but even if you are, you're kind of then harming the relaxation side, I think. Because now you're associating that space with a space that you do work rather than a space where you relax. And it's super important to have those distinctions and to be able to relax because there is kind of this feeling like when you don't have to head home from the office that you could just keep working, you know, forever or until you need to go to sleep. And so, yeah, doing anything you can to to make that distinction is really useful for like your mental health, I suppose, when working from home. I have to admit here that I do sometimes work on the couch. What kind of work do you do on the couch? Usually it's when I come home from my co-working space, so it's like right at the end of the day, and I'm too tired to sit down at my desk and plug my monitor in. And when I sit down at my desk, I'm really, like to me, that is a signal of, okay, it's going to be really focus time and work time now. Uh, And when I come home from work, sometimes there's still a few small tasks that I want to get done so maybe it's send an email or publish a blog post or something that's 
not not a huge focus task, but just something that I need to do. And so to do those, I typically come home and sit on the couch and do those. Or last night, for example, I actually did a coding lesson on Treehouse, but on the couch. Uh, and I don't, I don't know, I guess it's kind of bad, but also I'm just really tired and I just want to relax, but still kind of be productive. And so that's typically the times when I am on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I can, I can understand that. I do think though that perhaps it would be better to either commit 100% oh, the focus thing yeah. or just relax, you know? If you're tired, then stop. <laughs> yes, and it's probably a sign too for me if I'm, if I'm trying to do work and I'm on the couch, that's probably also a sign for me that maybe I do need a break a little bit. Yes, exactly. And so I should probably respect that instead of trying to push through. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm trying to cheat myself and think – oh, I'm relaxing on the couch, but I'm also being productive. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah, definitely. I'm probably cheating myself. Like <laughs> yeah. So it's, I, I, I agree. I think your focus work should definitely not be done on the couch. I'm just not the perfect example of that at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. No one is perfect, Vim. Um, this actually brings us on to a really good question from, well, uh, a struggle that Geraldine shared. She said that her biggest struggle with working from home was staying focused on her work. And I hear this a lot. Do you, I don't know if you do as well, but when people hear that you work from home or you work remotely, the first, one of the first things they say is like, oh man, I could never work from home. It's so distracting. Yep. You know, do you find it distracting? No. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. I, I don't know. Um, I think it depends on how you work best and how you focus best. For some people that is in an office, you know, or um, like Tim, the guy I was hanging out with co-working in cafes yesterday, he doesn't said he doesn't focus well at home. I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this. I don't know if he listens to the podcast anyway. Um, but he said that he comes out to cafes because it does have more of like, you know, when there's people around, it's easier for him to focus and get his stuff done. And so, yeah, I think that, that focus issue comes from recognizing what situation you need to be in to feel focused. And maybe you can recreate it at home. Like for example, if you feel like you need uh, people around, then maybe you could play a podcast over the speakers for like some background chatter or something. And that might help you stay focused on what you do. I do that sometimes just as like, I don't know, some company <laughs> in the form of a podcast. What were you like at university? Because I know people who, they could only study if they were at the library or something and they could never get projects or assignments done when they were at home. But I was the complete opposite. I barely spent time in the library. The only time I was at university was when I was going to class. Everything else I did from home. Were you the same or did you spend yes, a lot of time? I was definitely the same. Right. I didn't I spent hardly any time in our like studio space or whatever. Same. I just found the other students to be really distracting to be honest. Yeah. Like everyone would be having conversations or like planning to go out for lunch or whatever and I'm just like I just want to do my work. <laughs> and so if I did that at home then there was none of that around. Yeah. So I think that we just work differently. <laughs> I think so. I think we do work differently. And that's not to say that when I'm at home, yes, I will put on a load of washing or I will empty the dishwasher. Mm or whatever throughout the day. But to me, that's not I'm, you're not, I'm not using that as a distraction per se. 
I'm more using it as, okay, I've been working on this task for three hours and I just need a bit of a mental break. And so I'm just going to spend 10 minutes unloading the dishwasher or something. And I think that's fine. I think it's important. The important part is knowing when to say, okay, I need to go back to my work now or I need to refocus now and get back on track because I think it can be really easy to get distracted by the things around you at home. And so you need to have uh, the power and I guess the control to know when it's time to get back to work. Yeah, it's it's you have to be accountable to yourself, really, because no, there's no boss around watching you and making sure that you're sitting at your desk and doing your work. So there's nothing stopping you from going and watching Netflix in the middle of your day. No, but you should stop yourself from doing that. Um, And I guess obviously that comes easier for some than others. I do have struggle focusing in the afternoons is my like worst time to focus when I just start trying to eat everything in the house out of like (laughs) boredom or something. I don't know. But so I think what I need to do is have a change of scenery then and head out to a cafe because uh, last week I had no problem with my afternoon focus because we were in a different spot. And so, yeah, that's obviously something I need to do. So I think that focusing while working from home maybe takes time and practice and testing things out and figuring out what's going to work best for you and yeah understand that you're not alone if you find that you can't focus at home because there's obviously a lot of people who do feel that that way as well. Yeah I think if you are finding yourself quite restless and distracted then acknowledge that and just go and change your environment go to a local cafe or something. Yeah that's a great piece of advice. Should we end there? That seems like a good note to end on. Yeah I do think so. This has been fun. I like talking about working from home. Me too. I'm wondering overall, thumbs up or thumbs down to working from home for you? Or would you rather be in an office? Thumbs up. Okay. You sounded a bit unsure. Well, thumbs up from me too. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what my answer would be to would I rather be at an right. office or working from home, but I enjoy working from home. Okay. That's good enough. So I give we'll that, that a thumbs up. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's a thumbs up. I enjoy it too. And yeah. Probably wouldn't change it for anything right now. Really, really like this way of working. It's very convenient. I will say that. Yeah, exactly. I feel like I have a lot more time in my day. You know, there's no commute or anything. You're not getting pulled into meetings and stuff like that. So it does gift you, I suppose, a little bit more time to use productively. If anyone's got any more additional questions about working from home, it was fun to structure the episode this way and like use your questions as the way we talked about this topic. So yeah, make sure you follow us on Twitter. We're at designlifefm and we'll always tweet out asking for your thoughts on upcoming topics. So we'd love to do that. And if you've got any more questions as, as well about working from home, then feel free to tweet them to us. And if you have enjoyed this episode, then please give us a rating on iTunes. It really helps us get the show out there. And speaking of iTunes, if you don't mind, Charlie, I do have an iTunes review to read out today. I always love hearing these. Please read them out. I don't actually know how to check them, to be honest. So I love when you read them out to me. (laughs) Okay, so this one is from Alice from Australia. And she says, I've been listening to this podcast from the beginning and my interest hasn't wavered. Charlie and Femke offer the right amount of motivation, encouragement, and practical advice for an aspiring designer, and the production of the podcast is top-notch. I've loved hearing about their career progression, personal development, and side projects. Congratulations on a wonderful show. 
Oh, that's lovely. It is, I isn't really it? love that. So sweet. That's so cool that Alice has been listening from the beginning as well. Because we've been doing yeah. this a while now. It's, I mean, 74 episodes. It's 74 yeah. weeks of podcasting. Exactly. That's like, what, a year and a half or something yeah. almost? Yeah. Thank you, Alice, for that lovely review. And like Femme said, if anyone listening has been enjoying the show, we'd really appreciate it if you wanted to head over to iTunes and rate it and review it because it helps us get it out there and get some more listeners. Catch up with you next week, Charlie. See you then. Bye. Bye. sturdy and oh sorry did you hear my stomach just rumble just then it was super loud I think I did (laughs) (laughs) say that again because that's way too embarrassing